That was a good Chewbacca impersonation, Auden. Was it? Yeah. Did, did you do you say Chewbacca or Chewbacca? Shut the fuck Chewbacca, up. Chewbacca, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it's like Chewbacca, isn't that? I would two C's. <laughs> yeah. the C's well, no, that's the designer brand on the Wookie Planet. Oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's so is <laughs> that's the plurals. At the, uh, got at a the bunch yearly of Star Wars Star Trek convention, um, they get little tribbles dressed as Chewbacca and they play Chewbacca Bowl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. Andrew Rotten, editor-in-chief. Rutledge Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, gotta go fast editor. Classic. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of the Game Awards, because that, that was the big news story of the last week with a ton of uh, reveals. We're also going to talk about that Matrix demo that is so unreal, it's real, I guess. And we're also going to talk about the Halo Infinite campaign later today. So... The Game Awards. It was a three and a half hour long <laughs> event that felt like seven hours, maybe. <laughs> it and started it only sometimes featured awards. Yeah, Everyone just went to bed. Fe- featured is a strong word. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the commercials were. I mean, the the awards were the commercials. They've made they've made good progress. I remember. You know, years ago at this point, it was probably closer to the Game Awards inception or the Game Awards in its current form's inception that they would come back from a commercial break and they would just be like, by the way, uh, Nintendo won this award for best family game. And it's like, what what just happened? Like, you know, Reggie was there. Reggie was there to get the award and it happened during a commercial break or something. Mm -hmm. That was strange. Yeah, and there was just something about the energy with, when the awards came up where it kind of felt like even Jeff was a little... I mean, I know he wants to give the awards, but there was something about where he's like, he's just trying to get through it, like fast, fast, yeah. fast, fast, right? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of feels so rushed that it's like, this isn't really an award show anymore, is it? I mean, it wasn't it ever, was. right? But, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Sponsored it's, by Gillette. It's like if we're here to celebrate, you know, the last year of games, Let's let's do that by looking to the future games and not talking about the old games at all like yeah it feels weird yeah because they're just like i think the the ones that rubbed me the wrong way the most was when whenever they would say like and here are the nominees and this is the winner like you know there's like a literally a two second delay like they just show the nominees on the screen and like that's it not even saying the names of them unless it's the winner you know that just feels like then why are we here you could have just tweeted this you know yeah. and that's the last thing i should be thinking when i'm sitting there watching a three and a half hour long event this could have been an email <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. well it's just be it's just such a bummer to like this is for better or worse this is the event for the, the biggest awards for in gaming there's no nothing compares Mm-hmm. And it's just such a bummer that it doesn't really celebrate those real, like really, like it, he does. They'll do be some cool stuff with the, the orchestra or like they did the, you know, the super giant stuff, uh, with their music with Corb and all them. But, and Imagine Dragons. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. But it feels it's, it's thematic at least. The Imagine Dragons, like it could have been worse. <laughs> they could have come up and played Radioactive. Yeah, but they were like playing something from something video game related. 
Yeah. 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 And they played their song from the, the that League of Legends thing too, right? Yeah. Um, but I think let, let's start getting into the show itself. So, I, as we all know, over the past week before the Game Awards really happened, you know, there was a lot of people asking Jeff to say something about the whole Activision Blizzard thing and, you know, that big controversy. And there was a little bit of waffling going on there, right? Uh, until he finally said that beyond the nominations, they are not involved in the show. And then he opened the show with a fairly, uh, it, I guess it was a firm, right, stance on, like, there is no place for harassment yeah. in this industry. And we do not stand for it. Also, here is a Quantic Dream game. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, the statement was, like, the equivalent of coming up and being like, hey, guys, murder's bad. I don't think we should do that. And it's like, yeah, we all agree. It was, like, like I'm sure it was, it was <laughs> as targeted as his legal team would allow him to let it be targeted. I believe you mean as targeted as his board would allow him. Yeah, I'll say, yeah. That's and, true, yeah. Yeah, because what, what's it, Rob Rob Kostick? Well, Ubisoft, Riot, and Blizzard are on their board. So Right. And those are the three biggest companies that not only we are not covering, but uh, are a huge problem for the industry at the moment yeah. when it comes to taking care of their people and harassment and a number of other just really screwed up things. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... I. On one hand, like, I can't be mad that he said it because, you know, I mean, it's it's like, yeah, murder is bad, of course, but at least, like, he is saying it. But then what's the next step after that, right? Because it, it just kind of feels like a half step for something that could be something greater, right? Yeah, it mm. felt very half-hearted, and it felt... It could have been more impactful than what was said. It's like, you know, harassment's bad, here's a hotline, and... That's it. Like, there needed to be more meat on it. It felt like, okay, we're shoehorning this in because everybody's been dunking on us all week. Mm. Uh, it didn't feel like an actual... And maybe it was, maybe it was, again, it was the most they could do without, you know, pissing off their, their board. But at the same time, like, we all know that harassment is a huge deal in this industry. And we see it um, as, you know, men... I can't even imagine how women deal with it, but it's this thing that is consistently not taken seriously by companies. Um, oh, yeah. And, and the only way we're going to see change is if we hold these companies accountable. And what was done was not holding anyone accountable. No, but it, it points to a much bigger issue with the, with how this industry works. So Jeff is so, Jeff and not just them, but any big outlet, we're so dependent and reliant upon these big companies being in their good graces in some way because they are the gatekeepers of their information. And if they do not want to share it with us, they can tell us to piss off. And there's nothing we can do about it. And that's kind of how these companies live on this kind of stuff. Same like Jeff, he wants to do all these announcements or whatever, these partnerships and stuff. Like it's a much, I don't know, there's way too much intertwining. There's not enough like, separation between stuff within the gaming industry and so jeff making that kind of announcement is not a surprise but it is very very indicative of how this industry works and the fact that he said that at all with how intertwined this industry is and that everybody kind of knew what he was saying is kind of remarkable ish in a way like he said about as much as he could without like 
screwing himself over potentially with these big companies. If he's wanting to make this game awards into this big deal, he kind of needs to keep them happy for better. Like I'm not saying this is good at all. I'm just, this is just how things work in this industry. Uh, so if you like compared to like the other big awards, like the Oscars or something for like movies, those are like all made, like it's an Academy of the makers, the creators that do it themselves. There's no like weird third part. Like that's who it is. So they kind of just control themselves. It's got its own problems, obviously, but right. it's them doing it. There's no like, oh, we have to keep everybody happy kind of a, a deal. They're, they'll play it. They're perfectly happy saying shit at the Oscars. Um, but well, it's what it's why it, games media has this, I guess, unique relationship with developers, right? Like where if we say something bad it's easy to get blacklisted and okay why isn't so and so covering this this topic anymore why aren't they getting game code stuff like that um which is probably why a lot of outlets tiptoe um oh, yeah. and you know kotaku polygon those guys i know i kind of slammed them a bit for not doing anything but they have private investors that are going to be driving that um for the most part and so we're as an outlet lucky to kind of have that ability to say things like we're saying and not worry too much like if blizzard ubisoft and riot don't work with us anymore i i don't care um you know for us they're not our main focus when it comes to coverage anyway like we focus on a pretty broad range we've got a big indie focus um and at the end of the day if we have to buy copies ourselves we'll buy copy ourselves to get a review well, to be um, fair, too, I think the rest of the media landscape for gaming has done a pretty good job of holding them accountable so yeah, far, yeah. particularly with yeah. this Activision Blizzard stuff lately. Pretty much everybody, I mean, like you mentioned Kotaku, they put out an article that was basically like, hey, Bobby Kotick's always been a piece of shit, was basically what the article said, or the title even. I can't remember well, what it was. Or Polygon dropped an article yesterday, too, about... Um, the union busting tactics where yeah hmm. yeah like please don't uh union yeah, or whatever Kotaku. i thought that was yeah. pretty good um so. the gamer uh dropped one yesterday that uh basically just dunked on the wording of the of the email um so i think we're seeing games press realize like we've this at this point we've got to slam this because it's getting out of control like the fact that yeah. blizzard is doing what they're doing and just not giving a shit is insane I just, they, uh, Jessica Gonzalez tweeted about 20 minutes, 30 minutes ago that they were telling, that Blizzard was telling QA workers to work the first half of the day up until lunch. And then, um, and then (laughs) dog is losing his mind in the background. Yeah, Yeah, Red's dog is in the background there just going He's rubbing his back. Um, but she tweeted about how Activision was like, hey, you should be working until lunch and then you can go and strike. And no, that's not how strike works. <laughs> one, it's not how strikes work. And two, it forfeits your rights. If you do that, um, which is very misleading to staff who may not know better. Um, the, the they what's definitely coming don't their know way. better. That's, yeah, that's right. definitely a tactic. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. we have, we have 60, 70 years of, of big companies learning how to fuck over people that are trying to unionize or are in a union. Yep. So they've got a deep well of tricks to try to screw these people over with. Yeah. So, I mean, again, to to get back to the Game Awards, I get why he probably did that. Um, it is yeah. frustrating to see when that platform is, you know, you had 
hundreds of thousands of people watching that all at once. Like you could have had a really, really big impact as a show to say something more meaningful. Um, but at the same time, coming from the end where you're kind of fed by the hand that you'll be talking about, I can mm-hmm. get it if yeah. if you want to survive as a show. Um, so I mean, the, there's the longer term hope too that maybe this is just like step one in mm-hmm. a bigger, like let, let's say this shit still is in the news come December 2022. What would Keeley say then? Because like yeah. now, you know, he he's built the stepping stone of like, we did a very light condemnation 2021. Things have only gotten worse. Like, do we have to step up our response as well? Right. And maybe that's what happens. Maybe that's not. Yeah. I mean, if we think of the timeline, like this Activision Blizzard stuff, I, July was when it really came out. But like in terms of a lot of movement on it, it's been slowly happening over the past few months. So like how much time has he had to really make change if he wanted to like let's say he does want to make change at game wars but he just hasn't been able to yet or something or whatever he's doing who knows the fact like i, I just yeah. want to give him credit for saying it at all because while obviously he didn't say outright name names people knew exactly what he was talking about people that know the story um for him to say it at all is actually kind of a big deal yeah that, uh, I think that's a fair even point. if it was half-hearted yeah i mean that's yeah. a fair point that it's a three-hour show yeah. That has probably been in the works for six plus months. Yeah. So at it's, least. it's hard to make a big change. So I can understand that completely, you know? Yeah. I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about how, like, you know, the awards, most of them feel like they were just tiny little squeezed in, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, right? So if, if we can barely fit in one third of the name of the show, the game <laughs> awards, if we can barely fit that in, like, I mean, like, not to, like, I don't want to say we should sweep it under the rug, but I can see why it would take a lot of, like, effort to figure out how do we fit in something that feels meaningful and heartfelt, but also the teleprompter is going to be going super fast because we got to get through the shit because we have so much to show and so many commercials to play. Yeah. You know, in terms of just production, I think that, that they were that's at, a lot. I think that they were at eight or nine new announcements by the time that the 30 minute pre roll show was done. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, uh, pre roll just part. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. I mean, it was a stupid long show. I think I went to bed at about an hour before it was supposed to be done because I, like, I can't stay up any longer. I'm old. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what I saw those first two hours, it was a boatload of announcements and, and trailers and stuff like that. And it was nice catching up in the morning with our recap. Which you can find in the description below or in the show notes. <laughs> every um, announcement, I think it should have a trailer to everything that was shown. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a link to every single trailer, because some no, of them it, won't, wouldn't embed because of like, uh, I think age gating and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I do, I do want to ask this before we like go into specific announcements that really excited us. But so yes, there were a lot of announcements, <clears throat> right? But did it feel exciting? Question mark. You know what I mean? Like, because when I was, because I didn't watch it live, I caught up after the fact, and I read <clears throat> some headlines. And I was like, huh. I mean, I guess I guess that was a game awards, you know? And there yeah. I, to me there just wasn't like that that oh shit moment. Mm. Or even multiple of those. No, Alan Wake got me. Mm. That was Yeah. I was like, fuck Something yeah. The got I, me. Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that well, it, it was because uh, what well, that one report came out that there's four to five Elden Ring level announcements, and you hear that and you're like, okay, that should be a big, big, big thing. And there wasn't anything that came across as like a big, big, big thing. If we want to get into the games now, 
the one that did orig- initially was Star Wars Eclipse. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh shit, that looked crazy. And then the big Quantic Dream logo showed up and dashed it's, all hopes. Yeah, it Not was crazy. weird. You know, it, it showed so much action and so many different locations. And we know that there's the KOTOR remake happening. And, you know, it's potentially an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. It really looked like it was going to be some like big, yep. um, like awesome. large scale, like maybe even, you know, a, a Jedi Fallen Order, like prequel kind of thing. Like I was going to be like, yes, let's go. Let's explore. Let's see like the the High Republic in its in all of its glory. And then the Quantic Dream logo showed up and it's like, oh, we're going to be we're going to be slowly walking around a large palace room on Naboo inspecting Star Wars items. Oh, I don't care. And also, you know, everything else we know about Quantic Dream and how they are also their own level of problematic. Yeah. Um, that was a harsh whiplash. Yeah. Extreme excitement to, oh. Yeah, like if we have our, the Tech Raptor Slack, where like several of us were talking about the show as it was going on. And when that sh- trailer was going, everybody was losing their shit. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Quantic dream at the end of it because not only one of like Stretcher saying like we kind of know what kind of games they make and it's like okay I mean it's not probably the most probably not gonna be the most exciting Star Warsy thing unless they're going way out of their usual design which if they game. do that would be dope uh, um, like cool yeah but it's Quantic Dream but, I yeah. mean like all their controversy aside this is how they if you played beyond two souls the way they shook up the idea of like let's have excitement in it is they did those weird qtes but there wasn't like a prompt you would just like watch the scene halfway unfold freeze frame and you have to guess which direction to point the right stick (laughs) that was innovative gameplay to them so could you fucking imagine that with like lightsabers where like you're playing as one of the jedi i guess and then you're about to swing the lightsaber and then it's like now you have to guess which way to point the right stick to do the swing right like i don't know man i don't see that being fun you gotta choose like infinity blade i mean if if we're gonna i would they're not stupid i'm sure they have to know like okay people see star wars they're like Especially high, if people like don't know what High Republic is for Star Warsy times, that's pre what the movies were in, and this is kind of like the height of the Jedi's power. We're like Jedi are everywhere, and they're cool as fuck, and doing all kinds of stuff. So they're they're, they're all over the place doing things. Pre so there should be just one, tons basically. of stuff to do with it. Um, and so people are going to go in expecting, oh sweet, there's Jedi everywhere, so I should be able to be like, be a cool ass Jedi doing whatever I'm doing. Um, so I would hope that they realize that that's the experience. Like they see Fallen Order particularly. Like okay, people really, really liked that. That's more. We need something closer to that than, you know, a high budget of narrative, like adventurey walking around. They're kind of like games. you know, if if Telltale Games is kind of like the the popcorn flick, um, Quantic Dream is kind of like the the Oscars bait of of narrative storytelling they're like the m night Shyamalan of the game yeah i think that's a question because i think think quantic dreams they want to be the oscar bait but it's one of those like you see it from the outside you're like oh that game must have a deep message and it's like oh wait not really androids are just the fill-in for race okay well you know it's it's just very dumb and service level but it makes you think through something 
yeah. deeper. And if you do dig deeper, you find out David Cage is sexist. So, like, no matter what, it just yeah. kind of sucks overall, right? Yep. You know what it's, it's doesn't tough. suck, though? Mm. The ideas of coasting through an open world as the blue blur. Sonic the Hedgehog oh. let, let run wild Dude. on the fields. Oh, it's going to be amazing. That was a pl- pretty blurry transition. That I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. There was there was a moment I was watching that trailer and I was like, this legit looks like someone modded Sonic into Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That, it's exactly that what it looks like to me. Okay. That, that trailer, I looked at that, I was like, this is the trailer? Like, someone was like, this looks good. No. Um, I... I am excited for it. No. I'm not going to lie. How? I mean, uh, how? Because, look, I love 3D Sonic for better or worse. What? Right? Yeah, because they're just so stupid. Like, it's just ridiculous watching it happen. Because when it's good, it's fun, right? But then they're like, but what if Sonic turned into a a werehog and it was now God of War, but shitty, right? Like, (laughs) that's their big brain ideas they have. So I can't wait to play this open world game and find out how it messes up. You know, there's definitely 3D Sonic has had a whole bunch of missteps. Um, 06 is the biggest one That's uh, the greatest that we can Excuse about. me, that is an avant-garde masterpiece. Werehog, you know, and then it kind of came back with like colors and... Generations, uh, I'd say was good. Yeah, Generations was good. They went a bit weird with uh, with forces, <clears throat> allowing everyone to make their own OC, please do not copy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it was still like at its core, the gameplay is, is fun. Um, it's it's fun is and it? it's dumb. Uh, it is. I can. I can. I promise. <laughs> but to take to take what is normally very like structured linear gameplay and putting that in an open world, we've never had a Sonic that you can just take off across a wide open world. The closest that we've ever been was the hub world of Sonic Adventure, which was a pretty crap hub world. Yeah, it was like the streets. And then you go into the train station and then there's the casino area. And then there's the island that's fallen that, that normally has the Master Emerald on yeah, it. Yeah, but it like, like, isn't that was it part of what's the appeal of Sonic? It's like, all right, it's the going fast through a level and kind of getting into the rhythm of going through this thing. How like How's open world going to do that? Because there would just be like, you know, loops and jumps and floating platforms and just things that you can interact with and i guess but like to me it's not when i haven't played sonic in a while but like it was always it was less about so like it, obviously the obvious comparison people are it's going to be mario mario's right with the movement is what's fun also with like the level design blah 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 sonic i don't really care about like the movement of sonic his, and his ability you know what i mean it's it's going through well, the level and using the environment so where i see it right is that Mario controls well. Like Mario on his own, like in 3D Mario games, is fun to play. No matter what level you put him in, yeah. there's something just like really magical about figuring out the triple jump and all that, right? Sonic, his only gimmick is that he moves fast, right? So Sonic to for Sonic to be fun, it is very reliant on level design. Yes. And for the most part with the 3D games, I feel like the first few levels are really fun because they're they're still, you know on rails or in a way like constricted where you have to go this way but they're wide enough where you feel like you have the agency to like really run fast however you want to right and then in the later levels you get to that point where it's like and you gotta jump from this platform to that platform and this platform you gotta stop here turn hard left jump to that and it slows down and at that point you're not running fast anymore and that's where it sucks what i'm imagining with this open world sonic game is it's basically forza 
Horizon 5, but instead of car, you are blue blur. Yeah. That is why I'm excited for this. I hope there's okay. some pretty su- sweet I mean, bonus boards to don't, knock down. Don't expect yes. it to be that, but if you want to think of it that way for now, go ahead. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's the best way, I feel like the that's best thing I can hope for. All Sonic fans, that's all you can hope for, just live in your own dream world of what could be. No. What, and then what get we need disappointed. to hope for is a new Chow Garden. I don't know why it has not been done in like 20 years. We need a new chow garden. I want to raise chows. Mm-hmm. Let me let me get into all of the weird alleles and alleles of genetic breeding and creating the ultimate chow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, that sounds horrific to me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, you just described a Sonic game. That's the word I'd use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrific. But, so this is just like, you know, we got we got back to Mario Odyssey open world. Uh, or open-ish world. Yeah. Um, we know that we're getting the open world Kirby game. <laughs> yeah. And now we're getting open world Sonic as well. Yeah. And Nintendo's we just got starting open to world Halo. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we've just got the open world Halo. Yeah. All these things having the Breath of the Wild moment. Yeah, they're getting they they're, they're getting the on the trend of ten years ago. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so they did show off a few. I mean, a lot of other games at the Game Awards, right? Um, some of them not open world surprisingly there was there were quite a few like horror ish games that i feel like we could like yeah. tackle here right there is uh slitterhead yeah. slitterhead from creator of silent hill the not silent hill sh yeah. game yeah. <laughs> yes i love how silent hill was said twice at this and there was no actual silent hill yeah. in, in the whole of, like even eves guillermo was like wouldn't it be cool if they made a silent hill oh anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> He, he pretty much just did, like, gym face or, into the or, camera, like, well, it's... Uh. I'm sorry, I said he's Guillermo. That is not who that is. Guillermo del Toro? Oh, you just said, that's it. You just said Guillermo, didn't you? Did I? I, I don't think you said he's Guillermo. Way. Anyway, that's a big we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> but Slitterhead, that, that looked creepy. It looked very... It reminded me a lot of, um... Oh, that Japanese, the, the uh, horror manga Junji artist. Ito? Junji Ito, yes. Very, yeah. that vibe. <laughs> Because we've also, like, just this past week gotten a huge update from, and I haven't, I need to dive back into it, from that other new Junji Ito-inspired game, World of Horror, that's currently mm. on oh, early yeah. access on Game Pass. People are so hyped about that. Just, like, yeah. something about, like, good, creepy, unsettling Japanese horror. It's not, you know, Western horror about some big, luggish, brutish monster is, like, you know coming at you with a chainsaw you know slowly walking behind you but it's just like legitimately unsettling things like a nice old lady's you know face opening in half to reveal a giant eye mm-hmm. you just can never expect what's going to be uh what's going to be around the corner in good japanese horror for sure and alan right, wake with you, the yeah. genre shift yeah is you gonna said be interesting yeah, that, so that's the one that excited you the most. Like, if you walked away with one thing at the Game Awards, it was Alan Wake 2. I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Alan Wake. I'm kind of a, when it comes to horror games, I'm a coward. Um, and so there's not a lot that I've really enjoyed, but, like, just the writing and vibes of, of the original Alan Wake was just, uh, I've beaten the game five, six times at this point. I just really, really enjoy it. Um, so I'll be curious to see, like, I'm very excited to have it come back. The fact that he's calling it a complete genre shift should be interesting. I'll be curious to see 
how deep into horror it goes compared to the other one just being more of a thriller um, than, than pure horror. So I'm excited. Uh, and it would be cool to see how much they do uh, with the atmosphere and environment of it with how awesome control was at that. So what they learned from that to make yep. it even like crazier. That'll be mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how they're going to do survival horror because like I'm not the biggest like just straight up horror game fan. Yep. But there's something magical, right, about like the survivor ho- survival horror, like mix, I'm, right? I'm sure it will be it will be that you have a limited inventory, and you can slightly pick up items to craft new bullets. <laughs> like that would be my guess. Like think um, think somewhere in between like Lost of Us and Dead Space. I have a feeling that they're gonna drop into just because that's like such an easy place. It's like not too deep that you're like completely crafting everything but it's enough that you know it allows you to really put strain on resources like how how important is using your flashlight right now gonna be Mm. if you only have enough juice for it for the next 15 minutes right um another game with horror vibes that i was very very impressed by senua 2 how well help senua saga hellblade 2 yeah that looked so rad that looks stunning like yeah the the render of that that they showed just incredible i have no idea what's going on but it looked great <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's definitely like from an architectural point it's like this looks good but then also especially like i was watching with the show with um with my headphones on and all of the whispers and stuff going on like mm-hmm. even in a trailer the the spatial audio was so good but it's also just like I don't know who you are. I don't know what that is. Why does that giant look so hurt already as he's like dragging himself into the cave like a large creepy baby? It kind of reminded me of like a Titan in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. back on Titan. Um, but yeah, there, there was something about that trailer because like I was worried about um, like seeing it and how it was a much bigger scale. Like, you know, Senua is like with all these people now, right? And there seems to be like this big you know, they're, I guess they're trying to kill that big thing and it's a big group. Um, I was worried that the scale of the world would become so big that we'd lose that very introspective personal focus of the first game. I think this trailer kind of reassured me like, no, this is still about Senua. This is still her saga. Yeah. And the voices in her head are still very present. And I'm getting a sense that they're still going to play a big role thematically and possibly narratively in the game and that has me very excited it was cool to see more of it because i think when we first saw like uh gameplay of this the latest consoles hellblade was one of the first things we saw if i remember Mm -hmm. right that first like they gave the cool yeah i think that it was at a game awards that they gave that cool in engine like maybe it might have been they had Senua looking at the camera doing all of this like big spiel and they're like by the way all of that was done right like right now live the actress is standing right there and they like pulled the door up and she was there in full face rig yeah um that was really cool so it was just cool to see more of that because it was the first one where we got a taste of like oh shit games really gonna look like damn crazy next gen ooh (laughs) 
next right. gen. It's it's the place for all things to look very good, just like Gollum in his game. I was, I was gonna make a speaking of horror. What about Gollum's face in that trailer? Um, that, like I was like, oh sweet, finally we're gonna see Gollum, and then they showed him, and yeah, I was they, like, what? They gave like, this Gollum is the Grogu treatment. Expecting. Wait, you like you like the puppy monkey baby, but you don't like this. I didn't say I like the puppy monkey baby. It just it's a fantastic meme, um, and it horrifies everyone. So, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about this look of Gollum. Uh, I mean, he's always been a strange looking little guy, but I thought it was going to be a lot grittier, like maybe closer in yeah, model I guess it to does look a little Shadow of War. Yeah, mm. the um, the look of it kind of reminds me of that more rounded, chibier kind of character design to that weird PlayStation 2 Hobbit video game. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone of you guys played uh, that. Dude, I've been but trying to just, find like, that to play again wow. for years. I don't know why. I forgot about it's that. Just, it's just like, you know, going from, you know, because we all have a, an idea in our mind from the Peter Jackson films of like, sure, this is Frodo, this is Bilbo, this is Gollum, um, that when they made that that PS2 game or whatever preemptively before, you know, we knew that we were, we're not just going to get a Hobbit movie, but we were going to get three of them. Mm. Um but yeah, the, the art style was so much like softer and rounder and it just kind of feels like they've taken the same, the same step. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an odd one to, to make us care more about the golem that we will be playing as who in all fairness is a, is a bit of a jackass. I mean, he's easy. There's a lot of sympathy you can have for golem cause he's, you know, a corrupted little fucker, but thing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the the way he looks is. I'm sure it's 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 just one of those shocks. Like, oh, it's di-, like you say, it's different from what we know. Um, I think it'd be interesting well. to see how the dynamic between Gollum and Smeagol yeah play out. Because like we definitely like saw some quick reactions, and then he fumbled the helmet. But is that going to be like you know? Are we going to see a, a fable style um, morality system come in? Like you know. The more you act like Gollum, are you going to have more options to, you know, bite people's ears off and, and you know, cut their, you know, slit their throats and disappear versus, um, you know, Smeagol being nicer to people and perhaps like getting some benefits or some assistance along the way. Um, going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, right. You had mentioned Shadow of War earlier and that just made me remember monolith oh, right yes. that studio they're working on that uh wonder woman game oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. Let's, how's the nemesis system Shadow making it into here <laughs> i hope it does that'd be dope no, i think that i think that they have confirmed that that there's going to be an upgraded version of the what? nemesis system hell yes um for wonder woman and you know that might just be you know, if it's some big danger on the Themyscira Island, it might just be like a whole bunch of special parademons. If it's like uh, uh, Darkseid's forces showing up. I wonder how that'll work because it was so good about the like the orcs in Shadow of War and all that. They had such like personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like the really good part of it. I hope that that'll carry over. It's neat to see Wonder Woman get something though, like a big budget, like huge thing. Because forever, like it's it's all the big budget superhero things have always been like Batman, Spider Man, that kind of stuff Superman. over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's neat to see. And, you know, what's crazy the thing is like Wonder Woman is not like a deep cut. She's a huge character, but it's like <laughs> finally we're getting someone different that's got their own thing. 
Yeah, I mean, she's arguably one of the three faces of DC. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wonder if this is like DC as a, as a you know, corporate conglomeration, like testing the waters for, you know, something, something Superman. Because I think like since that N64 game, there just hasn't been a Superman game. But in terms of Batman that you can really ground into like yeah. the, the tech and the hand-to-hand combat... Well, I think um, part of the problem with Superman 2 is just how powerful he is. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to translate that into gameplay without... Yeah, you're just running around dunking on literally everyone. That's a, He never used to be that difficult. That, you know, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. That's because he was just kind of stronger than people. And he could just kind of jump better and kind of run faster. And then he's just power creeped into... A god that has the ability to explode solar energy from from within his core. It's just like what what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I know like currently his iteration's a little tamer, right? Because I know with like all the reboots, they've kind of they they've nerfed him a bit, right? So maybe there could be like a new Fifty Two or like uh, yeah. something. Hire like that. Tom Superman. Welling. We need a Smallville video game. That's mm. it. Just S- like Smallville by way of Persona. <laughs> video game but like by day you go to high school and you do shit and then after school you go yeah. do superman shit superboy shit Could investigate into oh, no. into different issues and, and at, stuff and with the school superman computer game. club and so i still have the Gollum trailer open and the top <laughs> okay. comment the top comment is dobby and smeagol had a baby and this is the result <laughs> and yes yeah, you know what yeah Gollum's Gollum's got those chibi Sailor Moon fuck me eyes. Yeah, that's what I've always thought about that little guy. It's it's weird. That's what we love about him. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I remember of him, honestly. Yeah, and I guess like he's interested in a ring or something. I don't know. Um, there was another DC property there. The Suicide Squad showed up. Um, I think that's the first time we've seen like gameplay gameplay. Yeah, because right? yeah. like everything so far has been story narrative trailers. So. You- you know what vibes I got from that trailer? Sunset Overdrive. Prototype? Yeah. Very Sunset Overdrive, yeah. 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 It looks very like locomotion plus kill everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like flow state sort of stuff. And like everyone had their everyone had their ranged weapon. Everyone had their melee weapon. Everyone had their increased movement ability, whether it be teleporting to boomerangs, um, a jetpack. Harley had a grappling hook because everyone needs a grappling hook in 2021 right. or two. Um, and then what? Nanoe King Shark just just you know, jumps. climbed up buildings <laughs> like the Hulk or you know like the like the dude from Prototype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that looks pretty exciting. I'm kind of I did they say is it like a co-op experience or just like more Guardians of the Galaxy type? You know what I mean? I believe it's meant to be co-op. Okay. But I, I, I don't honestly know if really, have not looked into know. it. I think I've just looked at it and assumed like, oh, yes, this will be four-player drop-in co-op. And I've just never bothered uh, diving deeper. Yeah. Because like I'm, I'm on board for that game. Like, tonally, it looks like it'll be fun. And then if that's what the gameplay looks like, yeah. You know, I could be convinced. It looks like uh, chaotic in a good way. Yeah, if they want to do yeah. the tone of the new Suicide Squad movie, James Gunn's, I'm in. <laughs> that movie's great. Yeah, and I'm just I'm digging that they're leveraging the Flash for all the trailers because the Flash is very like yeah. perfect for 
you know, because he's a cheeky asshole. So the whole like, <laughs> why don't you just mail me the bullet? I'm like, okay, that's yeah, yeah, this is, we're we're in for fun here. Well, and I think like you know, kill the Justice League is a pretty like compelling like hell yeah, let's fuck him up <laughs> like let's, <laughs> let's kick Superman's ass. Yeah. All the all the chaotic evil in the in the world coming together. Mm-hmm. Although I will say the the um, the interaction uh, right before they showed the trailer was a little awkward. Um, I thought that was really good. I really liked that having having Amanda Waller come out and being like, "Oh yeah, Kelly, oh, yeah. this is classified. What are you gonna do?" Um, I thought they actually nailed that felt pretty weird, well man. in terms of like kitschy. She you know, na- she nailed it, the role, but everything around it was very awkward. Yeah, I feel like Keely didn't catch the ball with, yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else they dropped the ball on? There was no A Muppets. Lot? Where are the Muppets? Oh, yeah. We missed out <laughs> on the yeah. Muppets. And the Gillette I mean, the guy. Muppets have had a special, uh, a couple of you know, TV specials this year. No, and, I want them you know, the Game just, Wars. Just I need Beaker. Growing in different directions. Oh. Keely wasn't able to get uh, them. You oh, know. you think the Muppets, they finally had their big break and That's they're too, right. big too big for big. the Game Awards. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they moved on from Jeff. Yeah, only recently though, right? Because they were kind of indie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> finally got their <laughs> I big think break. Keely, yeah, Keely was the one who gave them that, right. that silver screen time. Yeah, And what a oh, bunch yeah. of and dicks, though, like leaving their friend him. behind then. He gives them their big break, and they <laughs> tell them to piss off. Muppets <laughs> yeah, exactly. so full of themselves. Just in the moment, they felt it wasn't right God, for them. And how, like, uh, mm-hmm. arrogant. It ain't easy being green. Kermit talking about how hard his life is. And how, like... <laughs> What an well, asshole. You know, it's not easy being green. It's Kermit's waiting for all of those Razor sponsorship dollars to come in. <laughs> he's, he's pivoting away from Game Awards and into into Razor sponsorship deals. Yeah. Razor Black Widow. Is he, when he say ain't easy being green, he's talking about how much money they've made after all that? Jeez. Well, that, that's what he means by green. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Man, you know, screw them up. It's now. They're just full of themselves. Finally, this is the moment we can reveal it. Yeah. How much we hate the Muppets. You know, if you're, think think hard about the Muppets, guys. You know, maybe yeah, they're not all wholesome. The, the as Muppets, you think. they're really acting like you know they've got something up their asses. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what, but something. Uh, are there any other things that y'all want to touch on with the game? Space awards? Marine. Space, space Marine. Space Marine. Too. Space Marine. Yeah. Space Marine. Mm. So, like, when did the first Space Marine come out? Now it's been a while. It was like it's been, it's I think it's been over ten years. You know, it might. It's probably close to ten years. So original Space Marine was okay. Like the concept of Space Marine is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like because Space Marines are, I have a sword that's also a chainsaw, and like any basically any gun you want. Like and like you just mow fucking people down because you're. I love Gears amazing. of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Gears of War colon Space Marine. No, no, too. no, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> And that that teaser was like that trailer was super good. And so like my friend's way into Warhammer, and I sent that to him, and he's all like, "Oh, we were both like, like so Space Marine wasn't that great. It was fine, but it had a lot of potential. So if they mm. do a bunch of cool stuff with this and just take what the foundation they've made and build on it, it should be really cool. Hopefully, if, if there was one big thing that they could improve from the the 2011 Space Marine for this one, like what would you really want um, to see? Open world. <laughs> no, I don't want. This open is going to be Space Marines Breath of the Wild. Chili moment. dogs. No, it, it, it needs. Uh, it, it just it needed more variety. 
it would kind of became one note like okay like yeah the, the mm-hmm. chainsaw like blade is cool the chain blades are cool and stuff not chain blades the uh are neat but we just need more to, to do more enemies to take more on. enemy variety yeah because uh, it kind of just felt like if it, it, it you get into like a combat pattern yeah well it kind of felt like uh you know something like take like vermintide or something like let's say you've just played that and you just stick to one one character and that's all you played you like you'd kind of get bored probably pretty quick it was kind of like that because you're you can mow through people pretty easily uh, on i mean because I, mean, I get the feeling it's be. still gonna be one character oh it's, it's still definitely gonna be, gonna be for sure which i have no problem with it's just they just need to to let him do more things um but anyway so like i sent that trailer to my friend and he's all like oh man he's like they get so much right like he's talking about like the nitty-gritty of it. he's like you see that emblem on there that means he's this rank in this chapter and i'm like no dude i don't care and he's just going into this he's like you know how the all the guardsmen the like soldiers that were first fighting and then they just kind of stand there in awe he's like yeah there's a reason for that he's like because this universe has like trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of people humans but there's like the only thousands of space marines so like one showing up is like a big fucking deal and like seeing him was like oh shit and like because people think of them as angels of the emperor and stuff like they're mythical and to have one show up is a huge thing so i'm way into it it looks really cool uh the warhammer is it's such a cool ip of just nonsense like if you're if you want to talk about cool lore that's just fucking crazy Look into Warhammer lore, 40k oh, lore, yeah. and they, like this the the setting for Warhammer is so ripe for amazing games, and we haven't had any other than Total War really, and I and Dawn of War and Vermintide. Vermintide's okayish, like, but we haven't had like it. It really should be. I don't know why it's not like on, a like a top tier level. Of like, okay, a new Warhammer game's out. That's a big deal or whatever. Well, I think Games but. Workshop is very, very protective of their IP, too. So that could be part of it. I don't know it. about that. Look at all the people they license to. Those games suck Well, yeah. Ass. I mean, there's there's a lot of the licensing, but from what I've understood, there's there's a lot of restrictions that come with that licensing. Oh, I'm, I'm, that could, could be. be part of it. Like Where, you know, we want it in this way, and, and nobody's been able to mold the right game it's, around that. There's just so much potential for cool stuff in that. Yeah, like... On, on my end, I don't know that much about Warhammer lore, but yeah. I do remember playing a little bit of that first game and just thinking, dude, it's a big dude with a chainsaw sword and a gun. Like, how do yeah. you not have fun with it, right? Like, yeah, like conceptually, there's no, level. there's no, it's going to be good. Like, if that's just it, that's the total concept, you're that guy killing aliens, done. Mm-hmm. Good. So if they, like, if they yeah. really have a bigger budget to do a bunch of cool stuff, Wow, it it should be super. It, you'll at least have a good time with it. Will it be an amazing game? Who knows? But it should be a good time, for sure. Um, I th- I think. Well, is that everything we want to touch on with the game awards here? Or I think that's it for game awards. Tunic getting yeah, a release date. Cool. We've probably missed two times as much as what we did talk about. Yeah, yeah I mean, and there's another like 15 announcements we haven't covered, but I think <laughs> right. and- we hit on all the big ones. And if you if you want to if you want to read the rest of them, check link out below. The, the link below. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot more yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the Game Awards. There's there was a lot going on. I'm just glad that fuck the Oscars made it in again. <laughs> I just like actually canonically in in the show, and it's that a just requirement. Makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, and congrats to to it's to, it takes two for getting the yeah, quite game a of the year. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I can't. 
I can't wait for like in a year from now, the game formerly known as Game <laughs> Awards winner, yeah. It Takes Two. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. a surprising game to take it to. Like if you just think of what it is as a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not what Especially with it being fan voted. That's that's huge. I think 12, mu- 12 minutes had it stolen from them as best game to include a weird incest plotline. Yeah. It takes two I as mean... a weird incest plotline. No. <laughs> <laughs> no only, okay. Well, I was going to say only a happy relationship there, but I don't think that it starts with a happy relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's get into talking about some of the games we've been playing. Um, I know on and this by pod, some you mean two. Two, hey. yes. Well, we've been playing I've many. Played others. Probably. Sure. Uh, but how how is the Matrix Unreal Engine Five experience? 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 It's so cool. It really yeah. is. It is from from the moment you boot it up. It's pretty. Um, cool. They have you know before you get to like the full open world segment. I really thought that you know when we heard about it last week, I thought it would literally just be like uh, some little crappy tech demo. Yep. That's how these experiences normally are. Um, but they've they've made a world. They have they have made a big old world. Yeah, the map's huge. Hundreds of cars. Yeah. Hundreds of cars for you to drive, a whole bunch of like uh, collectible like plock things that you can go around and explore a, you know, free drone fly camera. Um, it's just so cool. Um, the game, it just, it looks gorgeous. And there's so much like uh, the, the flowing of fabrics, um, especially once you get to like Neo and Trinity as they're like in full like long coats and stuff. The flowing of the fabrics is what really gives it away as like uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they do to like recreate scenes from the original movie is so cool. It just yeah. it looks near indistinguishable. And for that all to be rendering real time in engine, not a pre pre done cutscene or FMV is is so amazing. Yeah, like it starts with uh recreating like the opening shot of the matrix movie and like if you hadn't told me that was a recreation i wouldn't have i would have been like yep that's just the movie like it looks that good and then it it cuts to keanu talking um and it's really him and it flips back and forth between the model they made of him and then of him like you're gonna Mm. probably notice like it's not that good yet but like it part of it is too i think why it's it's more noticeable is that he's just in a white background so if he was like in an environment, I think you'd be like, "Oh shit, it's Keanu Reeves!" Like that's a movie clip or something. Like it's that good. It's pretty right. nuts. And then like you said, like you do like an on rails segment, which is fun and stuff. That's all I thought it was gonna be ever was just this little on rails mm-hmm. shooty thing, which is not that. Like it's not. Don't you're not gonna play it for fun. You're just looking at pretty things. And then actually, you find out this is this massive open world where you can just go anywhere and see a bunch of stuff like. It's it's so cool to see something that is like the first thing where it's like, okay, this is we're leaving the last gen behind finally on something, whether that wasn't even thought of in the making of this, and it produced something that's incredible. Incredibly looking yeah. and apparently so I don't know enough about it yet. I would I would tell everybody to go read and watch Digital Foundry if they really want to know more. But apparently this is gonna change significantly how like how development works two and cut time down on that because it's going to change workflows quite a bit um 
it's gonna like remove so much of like the even just like at a core level like the bottlenecking yep. and the the need to like intelligently align things um for faster memory access and stuff if you just don't need to bother about yeah. that that's huge so it's, it's so it's not even just on a visual level but a technical level for developers it'll it should be crazy so when we see like the first big like unreal engine 5 games that were just totally made for this new gen should be like fortnite (laughs) the last the last two iterations of udk have been huge like going from unreal script in three to not unreal script in four to what five is becoming is just insane um because i was working in udk three in college and uh it was unwieldy it was difficult uh there was not good documentation unless you you know had a direct connection with epic but like looking at how it's changed over the years like other engines are going to have a hard time competing because epic is just putting so much into the development kit and making it so easy for indie developers Mm -hmm. and and everybody to get into i think that we're going to see a huge progression in game development over the next couple years outside of the realm of specifically video games as well yep because it's 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 true it's unreal that the Star Wars shows are shot using, right? Yeah, yeah Mandalorian. Like Mandalorian. Just, yeah, yeah Mandalorian's have... like got this, it, they have like a big circular stage or something from what mm-hmm. I saw that they were filming in, which is just using a, really yeah, cool. Unreal Engine 5 yeah. behind it. It's pretty nuts. So like if, if you're lucky enough to have PS5 or Series X, which is the only way to play it, uh, it's worth downloading. Bug. It's not going to take a lot of time to download. And it's not going to take a lot of time to go through, but it's incredible. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's you could also find you know because there is you know the open world segment is open world. You know you wouldn't have the the freedom to move around, but a whole bunch of YouTubers oh, yeah. and stuff are already putting in like that opening clip. I think that opening clip is like specifically the thing that you would like want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of settings and stuff but that you can get deep into. If you want to go like in the open world segment, light, go for it. Um, but uh. But just watching that opening sequence and how they like, you know, shift, like they pretty much um, like fade wipe, you know, current day Keanu Reeves into, you know, the original Matrix's Keanu Reeves. Mm. And it it looks good. There's just all kinds of little detail, like you're shooting out the back of a car and there's a bunch of broken glass on the back of the car that like slides around as the car moves, like with actual movement. And just little, like I'm sure there's, hundred things to look at in like every little scene where it's like oh shit that's happening and that's happening and then like it's pretty crazy if you're at all interested in the tech of game de- development or just want to see what games could potentially be looking like in the relatively near future take a look at matrix awakens it's pretty rad Hell yeah. it's free matrix awakens free and it, it doesn't take much time like it's totally and you could delete it real quick after it's not a big download it's like 20 something gigs i think it's like 20 gigs yeah, it's, it's totally worth it if you're at all interested hell yeah uh i want to shift gears i want to talk about halo infinite the campaign the master chief is back he is here i know stretch you talked about it a bit last week because you got the early preview code I think the rest yep. of us have now gotten some. Now time. I can talk about everything, though. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Tell us, what's it like when Sora shows up at the end? Yeah. Can you explain that? It's it's really fantastic that they had the the critical mode ending there for mm-hmm. Sora to show up and shake hands with Master Chief and 
Um, then it like fades to black, and then it says, you know, Kratos will appear in the next uh, in the next Shit. Halo. As yeah. you know, the okay. the kind of crossover universe that they're building is so fantastic. Right? Is is Chief worthy? Is he a Keyblade wielder? Not yet. He's gonna mm. have to be. He's gonna have to be trained by a uh, by Donald and uh, Chip and Dale. Gotcha. Oh, okay. um, but he's gonna start working on that pretty pretty regimentedly. Cool. I can't wait to see the gummy ship show up in Halo. Uh, but <laughs> Halo, Halo Infinite. Wow. He, he has a grappling hook now. He does. Dude, I did not use vehicles. Um, you you get the fobs right, and they're like, "You want to spawn a vehicle?" I'm like, "Fuck no! I got a grappling hook." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just eating up mountains. It's great. Yeah, yeah. you're uh, like, uh, what's it, Ricardo? Yeah, R- Rico, <laughs> Rico. Rico. Yeah. There's something really satisfying, even in like the the cross traversal kind of nailing that like short jump to grapple and then to time that bounce just right so that you get like propelled momentum. Oh, it's so much fun. It just feels good. Yeah, I, I like even kind of like whipping yourself around a corner. That mm-hmm. That is just fun. That is just like, look, I, I described the grappling hook to some of my friends. as like, just imagine what the best grappling hook in a video game could be like. And this is probably pretty close to that. There are moments where I do I know we've joked a lot about Just Cause, but there are moments where my brain is like, and then press A to open your parachute. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to like just fucking slingshot myself up, yeah. you know? But Well, have you got yeah. the thruster yet? Because then you need to do the, the grapple bounce into thruster and then send yourself flying and then rocket launch a warthog and attach to it. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten that. I've gotten, uh, I just finished the tower. So I'm still pretty early in. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the Craig Easter egg on top? <laughs> No, I didn't. That up on up on top is where one of the skulls is, but there's also a huge um, sound system set up for uh, Craig while he goes on tour. Oh, cute! Uh, and you can find like a vinyl with a list of his songs on it. Nice. <laughs> they went they went ham into the Craig Easter eggs. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, for me, I'm. There was a little while when I first got to the open world, I was like trying to be really, really cognizant of collectibles because I know there's a lot here. And I realized at some point I was just like, I'm not having fun by playing the game Mm -hmm. that way because then I'm like checking literally every nook and cranny and I'm like, this just isn't exciting or engaging. So there was a point where I made the decision where like if I run into a collectible, I'll grab it. But if I don't, I don't care. And I've been having way more fun with it. I will say the collectibles, especially the audio logs, Every single one was interesting. Like it had an interesting story that it was telling um, throughout. And so I do appreciate that it wasn't just like, hey, collect all this shit, but like it actually provides more lore and backstory and 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 some extra stuff for that effort in finding them. Um, and also gives me an excuse to try and get as high as possible on every single mountain and structure. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some some really cool placements of some of the collectibles that like really force you to, to figure out how to get them and stuff. Mm. Um, once you like get, you know, your, your rec level high enough and you can pull in the, uh, the wasp though. Um, that's, that is such a fun weapon and especially like getting to the high value targets and stuff and just sweeping through and absolutely demolishing with a, <laughs> with a wasp from the sky. Mm. So much fun. And can we talk about the grunts? Because uh, so the good. grunt dialogue is so funny. phenomenal. Um, I don't know what one of them said, but I was just, I was losing it. I was laughing so hard. Like there's um, one where I killed a brute and one of the grunts said, yeah, I didn't like that guy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
this is great yeah like i need to go back and like check that um iybd skull on because it's like if this is how funny the dialogue is normally what is their weird dialogue gonna be (laughs) i think i was trying to kill one and he ran around the corner and i just heard him like yell he's like leave me alone i have to figure out how to kill you yeah (laughs) yeah there was one where i was like running away for cover and he's like wow he's running away faster than i do (laughs) (laughs) it's good stuff man i don't know whoever came up the bands when they kill you as well Uh, um, oh, yeah. You know, when they kill you and it's like, oh, for the glory of Atriox, or, you know, it's like, aha, I did it. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the yeah. Grunts the, the grunts are, are the, the brutes and the elites are very serious when they kill you, and the grunts are just hilarious. Just <laughs> absolute shit trash. <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I want to ask, because this is my, you know, I mean, I, again, I played Halo 5 first so the way back in you know a few years ago that was my first like halo campaign experience i didn't even beat it this is you know my second time around and i just i have to ask the veterans on the pod here can can any of you explain to me why master chief is cool As in... <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> I mean, it's a genuine question. I'm very curious. Like, <laughs> as in, like, why why do people like respect him so much, or why why is he just such a badass? Yeah, well, I guess I'm just thinking in terms of dialogue because there's just so much, especially like the first two hours. You know, there's just shit like, uh, what's his face, Echo Two Sixteen, the the like the pilot, mm-hmm, the pilot. You know, he's all he's like he's kind of your Pancho Villa, Sancho Villa kind of ish. Um, but you know, he says shit like, Hey chief, how do you know this isn't a trap? And then chief fucking steps in and just says, I don't, but you know, it's just like, it's it's like, why? Why I'm I'm failing to see how you don't think that's fucking rad. Like he's like, I don't, don't you know, shit's about to happen. Yeah, you know, it's just like, do you even have a plan? No. It's a man of few words, literally, right? And I guess there's room for that to be like badass and cool, but there's just points where it kind of feels like a parody almost. When you me. get later on, there's there's some impactful stuff, like some dialogue that you're just like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, that you've Chief never is... seen from a from a Halo game, so I feel like they had a lot of heart with this one, and and kind of tying in a couple of different relationships without saying anything spoilery. Mm. Chief Chief has always had those like those you know I'm just gonna go in kick ass take names that's it, and it's always been the dynamic between him and Cortana, and Cortana has also always been such a such a straight laced character. Um, but to have, you know, the weapon being, you know, new and childlike isn't the right term, but whimsical almost. Wonderment. Yeah. And then to have the pilot who's like the every, the every man character, like the times where, you know, the pilot's like, okay, so we can, we can call in for reinforcements and then we can get the fuck off this halo ring. Right. He goes, no, we've got to kill them all. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but what? What do you mean kill them all? And it's it's really great to have that like sense of um of of the everyman, the humanity there. And yeah, as Rut alluded to, there are some really cool moments where um Chief like levels with Chief levels with the pilots like, look, I know shit sucks. You know, 
I've gone through some shit. <laughs> this is uh, this I've is... definitely failed a bunch. Um, but we're gonna get through this because we'll get through it together. Otherwise, if we don't kill them, then they're gonna kill thousands more. Yeah, there, there's a lot in the latter half of the game. I think that just really impactful dialogue, either between him and the weapon, him and the pilot, or just you know these one-off responses to some really deep questions. Um, it, it it to me, it's it's a different side of Chief than we've seen before. Yeah, um, they 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 shave some of that edge off yeah. by the end of the game. Okay. <laughs> he's not likely going to cut himself as hard. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. very very hard edged at the start, and then as things kind of continue, it, it it's interesting. It's definitely uh, as someone who's played every Halo game, just a huge Halo fan. It's been really interesting to kind of see the progression throughout this game. Yeah, because I don't mean to like disrespect Chief, because I know, right, like there's a reason he's, well, I might, well, but he, (laughs) I know that he's a respected character for a reason, right? Like there's a reason people think of him when they think of like the greatest video game characters of all time. He shows up in those lists sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So I know there's definitely history there and maybe some nostalgia there that I definitely don't have by not having played any of the older games or read any of the books or anything like that, you know? So I know I'm missing some stuff. I just feel like coming into this like cold turkey, like this is my first time where I'm trying to get into the Halo thing. Chief is uh he's he's man a few words, for better or worse. You know, that's the vibe I get. Which he's is kind of like had that, vibe. He's always had that link in my mind. It's the same with um with Doomslayer. Mm. Like Doomslayer as well is just like a he's gonna go in and he's gonna kill a whole bunch of people, and that's it. The most character we've ever gotten out of doom slayer i feel is who you know people making the the memes about him and isabel from animal crossing being best friends <laughs> yeah uh, the, <laughs> which is canon um, for sure the- but and like all the time while i was playing and even while i was writing the review it kept like the the 2018 god of war kept popping into my mind that it definitely wasn't as hard a shift as god of war was because you know god of war 3 you know that the that format was very limiting but it does feel like they have added to chief's growth to his emotional growth as a character and not just oh he's bigger and stronger now um the open world just feels refreshing um you know there's definitely some areas that they fell flat uh like you know being unable to replay missions that there's no campaign co-op because campaign co-op is going to be an absolute blast to play yeah um when we can get to it um, but it, it does feel like the the 2018's God of War for Halo. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think in terms of the gameplay, right, that they set up the combat in a way where it moves just fast enough where there are moments where you really do feel like because, you know, everyone always says like, oh, my God, it's it's Master Chief. Like he's the most badass badass. Right. And but then there are moments where Correct. you do stuff in the game where it's like, OK, I do actually feel like the most badass badass like it, it really kind of delivers on the mythology or the legend of who who master chief is you know like grabbing those explosive coils with the grapple oh, and then God. just turning to like a group of grunts and just spiking it at them or running like, out of ammo and just yeeting a weapon off a rack yeah <laughs> yeah See, it, the grappling hook was such a fucking phenomenal choice for kind of this, like you can use it in so many different ways. It's it's used against jackals. I really liked because you can pop them and they pull their shield out, or they kind yeah. of let back, and you can just do a quick. 
So instead of having to like aim for whatever like the tiny divot is uh, to their side, but then I also notice that they that they'll put their shield up and expose their head a lot more, which mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, but yeah, it's great to just like charge in, throw their shield away, pop them in the head, keep running. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have thoughts? Can you explain to me why Master Chief's cool? Yeah, I mean, well, I think we did, didn't we? <laughs> oh, okay. He he he's a man of. Uh, he's all about the mission. This is Otten with his favorite, with his famous yeah. yes and he's, improvisational he, skills. Uh, he's the <laughs> man on a mission that will not deviate from it no matter what. He's, he's, but the mission changes. They always, sorry, they always do. <laughs> yeah, the mission changes, right? <laughs> but like the end goal is always in sight. Like he's, that's without, like he's, he's a determination in human form is, is mm. Master Chief. I mean, he definitely. I do like that he does have some, some more Doom guy, Doom Slayer kind of vibes in this. Like the the big towards the beginning where the, uh, he's blowing up that ship, or whatever. He's like, "Oh, you got to hack into this." He's like, "But I can't." So he just smashes it. <laughs> it's like that. That felt that, yeah. very Doom guy. I was like, "Okay, I like that." Yeah, but <clears throat> one thing that so I haven't played a ton. I haven't messed around enough in the open worldy parts yet. Uh, but one thing that I was noticing when I was playing through like the mission stuff, like so like that scripted stuff like that, it felt very uh very old school. Um like Like the instance missions basically? Yeah, if, yeah, if those. It's like uh Yeah, this is Halo and like it and what I mean by that is like, yeah, this is the Halo I always remember and that there's not really much change of going through this this environment that's not uh, the, the environments look great but it's like oh there's not much going on with them like you get to like okay we'll run through this corridor to this arena like ish thing with multiple levels again um and some things move You're around talking like forerunner environments basically no, well, I'm just no, it's saying kind it's of like, samey to previous i don't know it's like i mean i'm definitely playing a video game yep that's you know what I mean? Like, oh okay, this is where I'm shooting the, the guys at this at these levels. I don't know. Like it just felt I like it was very obvious that this what this was set up to be. Not not this is an environment that's real. Or like a, right. a yeah, u- so it's, it's, utility of an environment. It's just like, okay, this is definitely where it was made for me to shoot people in this area. It's like how you load up a level of Tony Hawk Pro Skater in this ramp. Yeah, like ramp where it's like you're, you're like even on that shit, you go into the ship like this is a control room, but it's like why is this this the worst setup ever? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, great for shooting people, but it's just stuff like that. It's just like it felt very video gamey in that sense, where mm-hmm. it felt like I'm I've not played Halo since Reach, uh, really, but it was like. Probably for the best. Uh, <laughs> the not to say that they're, the stories are always the most grounded, but there's always like a very like I don't know. Not it's not hard sci-fi, but they try to keep it to some level of thing going on. They don't go too crazy. And so mm-hmm. this the, not that this clashed with that and that it was crazy. Just like man, it's just kind of I I don't know. I wish it felt more like I was actually in the environment instead of a shooty place that looks like it a level in a yeah. video game interesting yeah i mean because i do get that like i this is, feels like a very video gamey ass video game yeah. right because i think the way i'm feeling with the game right now is i 
don't care that much about the Halo lore. Yeah. Like, because there's a lot of that going on and a lot of that's just going right over my head. <laughs> I know this because I don't have all that context, right? But as of like just a kind of open world checklisty video game sort of shit, sh- like shit, it really hits that yeah. for me well, I, in, I in a way that's needs, just super fun. I guess the point I wanted to end on was that it ne- I think it not actually needed, but the going to the open world was a good idea for what they're doing in the other, other part of it to me. Because like the, yeah. the gameplay and the shooting and the, all the weapons and all that is top tier like hey that's always what halo's been like close to the best at if not the best at doing and it's still really 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 good at that uh it was just some of that like how you just yeah basically level design stuff that i was like man i feel like they, more. they must have kept a lot of that more traditional level design in there so that even as they're pointing it like look at this open world look at this grapple hook yeah. look at these new gadgets they could also be like Look, it's still Halo. Yeah, and that's. I was just yeah. like, I felt like they could have taken a, a step to get a little more nuanced with that. Which I mean, it, yeah. it, like, I, it's just a little bit disappointing. It's not bad. I don't want to be like, this sucks. This is stupid. It's just like, man, I wish it was a little. Yeah, they, more. they took a step away from the formula, and you reckon they could, have, they could have taken have a bit more. of a larger yeah. step. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, because I've noticed the thing I've been having a lot of fun with in the open world is they have those like. Um, it's not the forward operating bases, but like the little mini mission bases. Where the you, banished outposts. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, like usually there's an objective like blow up four of these or disable five of those, right? And whenever I enter one of them, like there is some vague semblance of like kind of narrative going on, but it's not not that deep. And it just kind of feels like you load it up like an Unreal Tournament map. And it's just like you fucking go what you just play around here for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. yep. do the thing you need to do and get out. And pick what weapons you want, pick what vehicles you want to come in with and just explore and have fun. And yeah. And that, shit up. that just, it just feels so video game, right? Like, which is, I know that's so nondescript and meaningless, but yeah. there's just something about <laughs> it, right? That just, it, it hits those notes where it's like, I'm just here to do dumb shit and blow stuff up. Yep. That's fair. I yeah. mean, Halo's really good yeah. at that. So I, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think I should wrap up this episode of our show. I didn't expect the Game Awards talk to take as long as it did, but hey, you know, I think we had this some pretty week good we're sponsored today, by right? Saltines. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> With our pickle sponsorship. Right, because they go so well together, right? Um, but we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up always helps. Maybe leave a comment down below. Let us know what you were the most excited about from the game awards was it alan wake 2 or perhaps it was the sonic open world game like a uh cultured individual if it was i'm sorry maybe be. for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah let us know in the comments below um and also you know it doesn't hurt to subscribe if you haven't already um if you need more news features or reviews you can check out techraptor.net throughout the week we're always publishing some stuff and if not that we will be back on this feed next week and we will see you then Yeah.